Hi everyone, pull up a chair, grab your wine. You are listening to the Close Friends podcast. This is where we record our IRL conversations as friends about surviving, thriving, and diving headfirst into life whilst trying to be adults, but also having a fucking good time. This week, I'm your host, Lucy. And as ever, I'm joined by Sarah. Hello. And Tara. Hi, everyone. I've also got Shirley this week, so... Big hello from Shirley. Yes. Hi, Shirley. Hello. She, she travels first class. She's that bitch. She also doesn't smell like chicken this time. And if we remember correctly, Lucy, when you received Shirley, she smelled like chicken. Yeah, she did. Which um, wasn't my fault. She Shirley arrived. Well, she arrived at my flat in an Uber by herself. <laughs> Nothing else in the Uber. I had to explain to the guy that I knew what it was about. <laughs> Did he open the bag? No. But she's just in the back. I had to pull her out and be like, oh, okay, thank you. Oh my God, it definitely looked like smuggling something. Anyway. She's a bougie snake. Okay, guys. Travels well. Sarah, you have our close friend of the week. No, it's me. That is incorrect information. Oh, you. Sorry. (laughs) That is fake news. It's Tara's turn. Go on, Tara. Our close friend of the week is Aoife, who wrote us some lovely, lovely words and also told us how to pronounce her Irish name, which was great because I wouldn't have known otherwise. And she says, I'm obsessed with this podcast. Look forward to it every Friday. Love you guys a lot and keep the chats going. Oh, thank you, Aoife. Thank you. That's lovely. That's lovely. Um, A little disclaimer before we start this. So we're going to talk about some pretty serious stuff in here and um, I'd like to add a trigger warning to this because we are going to touch on sexual assaults. But also we'd like to make this episode accessible so that if you'd like to share it with people who you think would benefit from hearing about our experiences and hearing us talk about the events that have unfolded this week in the UK and also just how we feel generally about... um, society as a whole in relation to sexual assault and harassment um then we hope that you will do that so let's kick off with how we have all felt about the events that have unfolded um concerning sarah everard in the uk this week so i'm gonna hand over to sarah how have you found this week what a week um it's been a heavy week it, this this entire conversation is going to be a bit of a minefield and I, I want to caveat everything that's going to be said tonight with this is our experiences we'll do our best to represent multiple sides of the conversation um, and that's very much how I felt for the whole week I felt very confused I felt like there's been a lot of questions reopened and a lot of reminders that although we live in a society that's been addressing issues around treatment of women and sexual assault there's actually still a lot of work to be done and there's still a lot further to go. And I think sometimes um, that can be forgotten. Mm. But my week has been very different to yours, Lucy. Now tell us about your experience over the last few days. Yeah, it's been a lot. Like it's been a lot. I think obviously I did my post on Thursday now. Um, and I kind of spent the most part of last week kind of following the news following what was happening with Sarah, kind of watching the developments. And I kind of felt this, I don't know how you guys felt, but a really like an internal bubbling of feeling so angry and so heartbroken at the same time. 
at what was unfolding and kind of knowing the inevitable was going to happen. Um, and I kind of got to the point by Thursday where I was like, I just, I, I don't know, I don't talk on everything on my Instagram. I talk about kind of specific things, but the common thread is it's it's for women mostly. My my Instagram account is to is to support women, and I just thought, fuck it, I just need to express myself. Um, so I wrote my post, and yeah, it kind of went a bit crazy. And on the one hand, it's so great that. I'm so glad it's used as like a catalyst to have conversations with friends and and can be used as a way of people being able to express, yes, that's how I feel. This explains how I feel. Um, But at the same time, the way it's been shared and the amount it's been shared is so depressing because every person that shared that has related to it. And also I feel... Like the past like two days, I felt like a, a really severe level of guilt because mm. I have directly benefited, quote unquote, from this because I've grown my account so much over the past so, so many days and it doesn't feel good. Like people keep saying, well done, that's so great, congratulations. And like people being like oh this person share it julie blah blah it's and it's like i none of that feels like something to celebrate because mm. it's just sad the whole thing is sad and yeah i felt like the past couple of days i was like god i feel horrendously guilty that this has yeah anyway it's just it's made me feel really self-conscious and really gross but at the same time i'm also just trying to like continue on posting as i normally would and kind of um just yeah, I don't know. It's it's a really horrible, weird situation that I don't think mm. I ever would expect to to have been in. Um, but I have had so many amazing conversations with women and also men yeah. the past few days. I don't know about you guys. Like, how have you how have you guys found like talking to the men in your life about all of this? I think before I answer that question, I just want to say that your feelings of guilt and all the rest of it are really valid. But I think that everybody listening to this is going to agree that you are one of the people using your platforms for good and that actually Mm -hmm. everyone that you bring into your circle is going to learn from you and you are going to do good things with them, for them, etc. So at the end of the day, it is all a good thing. And the amount that we've all learned from you has been great. So if you just keep doing what you're doing, (laughs) it's all going to be good in the end. Conversations this week. Um, I think what has been really sad I've found for me is that I also have all this anxiety and all this anger and this fear bubbling up inside me, but I feel like I don't really have anyone to talk to about it. And I'm angry that this has happened in a pandemic where I can't see my mum, I can't see my friends, mm-hmm. I can't see anyone, I can't like chew the fat with anyone. And that's got, that's really got to me because what happens is I just kind of have angry outbursts at whatever it is to poor old Hugo, my partner, who's not actually called Hugo, but, um, and it's not really, it's not really fair on him to be honest. So I'm quite looking forward to having this conversation, but also maybe need to call a few more people and just get it all off my chest because it is just, has just been a lot, hasn't it? Mm. Um, 
the conversations that I've been having with people have mostly been online because I also shared a few things on the old gram and TikTok and have been having a lot of conversations with different people. And it's been a very interesting learning experience. The best thing that's come out of this is the amount of men I have seen commenting and sharing my posts in a positive light. So many more men this time than any other time are standing with us and really shouting it from the rooftops. And that that is what we need because at the end of the day, like we're only going to reach a certain number of men when we talk because that's just the way of the world, isn't yeah. it? So the more men help us, the more other men will listen. And that's why it's incredibly important. We've, we've spoke about before on this pod, the idea of if you have privilege, great for you, but you have some sort of duty. In our three opinions, you have a duty to use that privilege and use the platform that maybe comes with that privilege to start speaking up for people who don't have the same. Now that comes with a lot of you know, complexities. You can get it wrong. You can try, you can, you can get the wrong messaging, you can get it off and you can risk a lot. But um, there is a bravery associated with doing that. And also mm. I strongly feel that there's a duty there. And I, I would... I would totally bring into this conversation the question of where have the prominent male influencers been in this discussion? Mm-hmm. <laughs> where have they been? And and, and don't get me yeah. wrong, I've seen several and I'm in an echo chamber on my own social media feed, mm-hmm. whatever. And I've seen several doing a great job, but it's the people who have the ear of certain audiences that need to be vouching for yeah. those who don't have those audiences. And, you know, 100%. I... I I don't feel comfortable going into this in a lot of detail right now, but I'll just leave that with you guys if you have thoughts. Yeah, mate, literally I said this on Friday, like the the men that I follow predominantly are somewhat related to like the fitness space, ghost town, like ghost town, maybe <laughs> a couple of posts on Saturday, maybe a post on Sunday sharing, you know, something, but like nothing i had one male influencer who has over a million followers he's one of the biggest um male fitness uh influencers he commented i saw him pop up on like friday morning on a thread where two guys were having an argument over fucking standard sexist shit um and he left a really weird comment that was like you know um, if uh, you know all men want to protect their women you know just this like really like vague comment and then he came back like yesterday to leave like another comment so like it's so funny because these men like they don't like the post they don't share the post mm. they leave a little two cents which is kind of like on the line of like I kind of disagree with this but I'm not going to say I disagree with it to save face but this guy actually came back and he did say when I first saw this post I was angry but then he even what was so disappointing was I was like oh great this guy has had like a few days he's a big influencer he's had a few days to think about it came back to the post and he left this comment saying when I first saw this post I was really angry um when I saw it I realized you know as men it's our duty to understand women and listen to women Mm -hmm. blah 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 but then he ended the comment saying you know because women are our mothers, they're our daughters, they're our sisters, they're this. And I'm like, that isn't like the, the the, I can't get my words out. Like if you're using the fact that you're related to a woman as the catalyst to protect women, that is so fucked up. And I just read it and I was like, this is the problem. This is, this is literally the problem. It's so disappointing. We're human fucking beings. We don't have to be mothers and daughters and sisters and whatever. Like, 
we're, why can't we just be your peers? Why can't we just be <laughs> human <laughs> beings? Yeah. I mean, it's Our just, this is so true. Yeah, it's the age old, it's the age old thing of like, we're not, you know, we're not humans. We're either objects or we're like, you know, they have to draw some sort of weird close, like, oh, we're girlfriends or we're mothers or <laughs> it just, yeah, it baffles me anyway. It's, yeah, I, I, I totally take that point. And, um, I have to also say though that I think it's hard. Um, it's hard for men in this situation to speak up based on the things I said earlier that make it complex, you know, fear of not quite saying the right thing. And when you don't understand someone's experiences, it can be hard to try and vocalize constructive things on their behalf. Um, So what recommendations do you guys have for men who are are trying to be allies and are trying to support. Tara, you did an amazing post on this. Can you summarize what your recommendations are for guys who want to help? The reason I wrote that post is because I looked back to the summer where everything with George Floyd happened and Black Lives Matter came up and the most interesting posts that I saw on Instagram at the time were ways in which white people could help. And so I thought I'm going to do that for the men in the room and see how that goes down. And it's gone down pretty well on the whole. The summary of the post is stand up for us when we're not there. So shut down any yeah. inappropriate comments. And mm. I think this this is the big one. I think that that men and maybe even just people generally, we don't understand that those little banter, like locker room chat mm-hmm. that, you know, everyone thinks is harmless can actually lead to so much more. And it's that that's the catalyst to all this horrible stuff happening. And that all of that stuff needs to be shut down when we're not there and obviously when we are there as well stop people from talking over us you know any inappropriate stuff that's said just you know I mean (laughs) there are so many times where I thought if somebody could have just stood up for me like I was verbally abused on the tube when I was about 15 um this guy started talking to me essentially this older guy who had a beer in his hand started talking to me I was in a carriage full of people and he just starts like chatting away and whatever and I felt super uncomfortable so I just didn't I didn't speak like I didn't what am I supposed to do I didn't speak and he got so angry at me and started like calling me all these names and it was absolutely horrible right and I had to get up and move to another carriage no one did a single thing that's alarming Tara that's so alarming because you were a 15 year old girl I mean regardless of how old or you looked or if you were alone or whatever that that's just so alarming I've had similar where um, I think I told you guys this story the other day. We, in fact, we've all got these stories, but the the sort of the unwanted attention stories. Yeah. Um, so I was standing at a bus stop in Oxford. I'd just got off the train. It would have been 4pm, middle of the day, loads of people around. Um, and a, a similar situation, a man came up to me holding a beer, um, looked like he'd clearly been, I don't know, on the sesh that day and whatever seemed a little bit mentally unstable immediately all my alarm bells are going off internally I'm thinking how do I use that emergency call function on my phone like what do I do and then I'm thinking thankfully there's a couple of other people um around here so you know if anything really dodgy goes down someone will step in and this bloke does the usual um what's your name are you all right oi oi smile oi look at me oi why aren't you talking back to me and then I don't know where this man was from but he says do you know, I look at you and I think I'd really like to crush your skull with my bare hands. Oh, and I was God. like, you know, it. Uh, I mean, maybe That's that doesn't terrifying. have any impact on people listening. But when, you, when it's happening to you and you're like 22, it's alarming. And the, the, Tara, to bring, bring it back to your point, no one did a fucking thing. And I was like, 
I mean, you know, calculated risk. Is this man actually going to do this right here, right now? Uh, I don't know. Hopefully not. But surely one of these people, men included, are going to step in and do something. There's nothing. But this is the thing. People people don't. And I think we as women, I think we've just accepted that almost, which is why there is the fear of having to deal with shit by yourself. And that's why, I mean, the past like maybe four years... I would say the past four years, whenever I have been harassed on the street, providing, like, given that it's, like, in the day or I've not been felt extremely threatened, there's a certain threshold where I'll Mm. stop it, but I will retaliate. And I think what happens when women have comments said to them, whether it's in a car or they're on public transport or just walking down the road, you freeze. And then what happens is you freeze and then you the, the, the moment disappears you um, spend the next day thinking I'm so angry you have this pent up anger you're like I'm so angry I wish I'd said this so I kept feeling like that every time it happened so in my head I was like I'm just gonna have a line which I say in my head and I know mm-hmm. that's my line so whenever I have any interaction I scream at men stop harassing women in the street that's what I'd say stop harassing women in the street I said it fucking yesterday went to the post office some guy curb crawling me actually to be fair yesterday I was caught off guard and I screamed fuck off really loud but I don't care that the goal for me is always what can I do to scream really loud to draw attention yeah I don't give a shit if people look at me give a fuck Secondly, what can I do to embarrass them? And nine times out of 10 in the instances that I've had, when I've done that, they have always never known how to respond because I've bellowed it. I literally bellow it and I have no shame. And I think um, I've always felt really apprehensive recommending that to women, but I, I did share it on my story a couple of years ago. And I even get people now saying, what what do you say to people when, what's that thing that you say to people when, you know, mm. men talk to you in the street and it's always that, that line, stop harassing women in the street. The go-to. The problem, I, I actually, I'm thinking about this now. Have you both been told, I don't know who told me this, right? But, oh, but they could, you know, they could get off their bike or they could get out of the yeah. car and kill you. Yeah. yeah. Or, you know, yeah. I mean. And they're, they're bigger and stronger than you. That's the risk you take. Yeah. That's the risk I take every time I do it. I think that. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and sorry, just to build on that before you carry on, Tara, it's because you're scared that by engaging, you further provoke them and then real danger yeah. happens. And that is 100%. a real fear that I have every single time. And my back is going up and I'm getting goosebumps even just thinking about that fear. Yeah. Is is that legit? Like, is that, tr- I mean, uh, is that true? Or is that the patriarchy trying to contain us and push us down so that we don't retaliate we don't do anything i just i just never know <laughs> now with these things anymore i was saying um this is like two months ago i was on my bike and the audacity of this man on the pavement where i am literally on my bike i'm the one that is moving he is walking on the side of the road and he is screaming at me lucky seat lucky seat and he kept saying it over and over and I, and I drawed to a traffic lights and again i did my line i screamed at him do you enjoy harassing women in the street blah blah, blah. and he <laughs> felt so embarrassed he like had his head down like he's like quickly walked past me like i just didn't stop i just kept going but the thrill that i felt was so amazing yeah, but good, isn't it? you're right tara like we don't know is that just another another way of pushing women down and yeah. making them, you know, not stand up to this shit. I don't know. Mm. I don't know. I'm going to quickly read off the definition, the full definition for the patriarchy, because just in case anybody doesn't 100% know what it is, patriarchy is a social system in which men hold primary power in roles of political leadership, moral authority, social privilege, and control of property. There we go. So basically men men dominate in that system. Rule the world. Yeah. The, the thing I find 
there's two things I find really fucking jokes actually about that example, Lucy, is the first one, that man was really embarrassed when you called him out. I'm like, honey, you're not embarrassed that you were shouting Legit. lucky seat at a lady in the first place. <laughs> and secondly, why, when it comes to catcalling in particular, why does the IQ just sink so low? Like, you know, I'm sure that person was capable of saying something probably quite witty or quite informative. Why is it such like? Why do we revert back to basic human instincts? I know, it's like it's like primitive. It's, it's animal. It's disgusting. There's two things here though, um, and a lot of sexual harassment isn't because like oh you know the the harasser thinks the other person is attractive. It's just power. So it's just yeah, that yeah. person wanting to put the other person down and make them feel uncomfortable, whether it's conscious or subconscious. So there's Ugh, there's that. There's, I know, it's just gross, isn't it? Um, but the other thing also, which I saw on TikTok, which I thought was actually really interesting because I hadn't thought about it this way, is that so most men will go through life never really having a woman like a random woman, you know, maybe their partner or whatever, but a random woman call them attractive. And actually that's something that they crave and mm. that like they would consider it a compliment because they mm. don't have the fear that we're going to come up to them and kill them right like then that's that's not a thing so they for them they they don't get it because if the experience was turned the other way around they'd be like oh all right all right thank you mm. that's why they say it's a compliment yeah that's exactly. why after the bike thing exactly. the guy i was seeing was like why are you annoyed at that that's a compliment and i'm like yeah. sitting there like this is gonna end <laughs> i think like, like see it there immediate recommendation <sighs> number one um anyone any gender if you're listening to this cat calling is unacceptable um yeah it's it's not you know it's not it's not it's about respect for another human being and that's an invasion it, it's a public humiliation um and that you know that brings us nicely to the shame around these things um mm. and you know it's, it's worth just highlighting here that the other piece of news this week, which we haven't discussed, is the release of the results from the UN Women Survey. Uh, that was ninety-seven percent of women that were surveyed. I think it was over a thousand um, adult women had experienced sexual assault. Ninety-seven percent, and that was absolutely something that was reflected when we were having a chat about what we were going to discuss in this episode. And mm. all three of us, you know, <laughs> turned it into a game of sexual assault bingo. It was like. Has anyone yeah. got any experience of this? And it's like, well, which one do you want, love? I've got 10 in my back pocket, probably more. <laughs> yeah. And all three of us are just firing off experiences from ourselves, from close friends. But one of the things, um, you know, the reason we don't, maybe we don't talk about these things more is is the shame mm. and the the guilt and the embarrassment and those weird feelings that you wouldn't necessarily think would be front of mind in, in an attack. You'd think, you know, maybe fear, maybe anger, but those more complex feelings, um, do you guys have any thoughts on that? Well, yeah. I mean, literally, as you're saying that, Sarah, that reminds me of a situation I had when I was 17 in sixth form. And I was coming back from Asda with two friends after getting a little snack, as you do, um, to go eat in the common room. And we were walking just past the entrance and I glanced, there's like a little T-junction, glanced down the road and there was a man who exposed himself to us and he opened what? the bottom of his coat. Classic, Ugh. he was wearing a classic beige coat opened the bottom of the coat like exposed himself and I was the only one that really saw Puffy and I grabbed my two friends and was, like screamed and said oh my god that that man he just like got his dick out 
we all screamed, but like kind of like scream laughing because we were kids, scream laughing up towards the common room. And I remember mm. feeling really shaken by it. And I kind of, we went to the common room and we told some of the guys what had happened. And then in the space of like 10 minutes, the conversation had kind of turned into a big joke about how I was looking at a man's dick. Like I was staring at it was kind of the, the conversation and everyone was like joking about it. And it was quite like jovial. And I remember sitting there feeling so embarrassed that I, I just wish mm. that I had never even told the two friends I was with. I just wish that I'd never even told them about it. And then I had a year like pulled us in, we had a meeting, but the whole situation, I mean, we didn't even speak to the police, nothing happened. God knows what the head of year did after so they called us in. But I just remember feeling so embarrassed. I was like, God. yeah. Why did I tell anyone? Because it just meant that I had a bunch of 17-year-old boys like, oh my God, Lucy was staring at a man's penis, blah, blah, blah. So, yeah. I would love to know if if there are men listening, um, I would love to know if you understand, if you can understand what that would feel like. So random blow, and this has happened to a couple of my close friends as well. They've been flashed at, right? And before I'd had exposure to this sort of thing myself I was a bit like why is that so disturbing you know like I'm sure we're adult women we've seen a willy before but having gone through similar myself now the feelings of embarrassment and shame and internal rejection you feel really dirty afterwards and you did nothing in that situation you didn't even your eyes happened to be uh, sometimes you quite even avoid it like I had a friend who um was sitting on the northern line in a packed tube um, and a bloke, the the one who was sort of opposite her where she was sitting, just literally unzipped his fly, got it out and started trying to rub it on her and no one did a fucking oh, thing. Um, and she well. felt she she was really in a bad place after that, even though she didn't, she did was not really actively involved in that situation. So sad. There's, there's this awful feeling of shame and I just need people to understand that that is a very valid feeling. Yeah. It's, it's, it's an abuse of power. It's, because yeah. we we feel shame because we didn't consent to that and some people yeah. get turned on by that lack of consent in whatever you know that's like that's the what small, it is smallest form of it but it's just you know it's a set going all the way up to rape it's the same sort of abuse of power and lack of consent that these people get off on and it's shameful because it's like i never asked for that and i did not want that to happen that kind of horrible like ugh, feeling it's just great. like someone's taking advantage of you yeah yeah it's like unsolicited dick pics it's like you don't ask for it they just send it and i mean for the record i don't really want them anyway like spare me them anyway <laughs> i don't think i'll ever ask for one but like that's what people get the thrills out of it people they get the thrills out of the shock factor imagining you you know i was on um an influencer's live she was doing a workout someone she she did this you know she let someone in on her live to join i thought it was one of her followers she thought she recognized the name and a man came on and exposed himself on the instagram live and she had to and she then on her story was like apologizing to us like i'm so sorry this happened and she like quickly closed, ended the live, but I, she was just so shaken. I'm like, yeah, it was just awful. It was, the whole situation was just awful. And that's how easy it can be these days, you know? And I wonder how many people are listening to that and thinking, well, you know, bit of banter, funny. Mm. If you are thinking that, this is a sign you need to do more work. Mm. 
Okay, mm. this is your official sign. Um, yeah, it's it, the feeling is horrendous, and that that isn't it weird that that influencer did absolutely nothing in that situation, mm. yeah. yet she's now going to be feeling that guilt and that shame and yeah. the need. She feels the need to apologize to her followers like that. That just the whole thing is fucked, man. But then mm. I also like I you know I don't expect people to really fully understand like feel it in their bones if they haven't actually experienced that and that's fine you know I'm not we're not asking you to 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 make as if it's happened to you that's that's not it but just you know just know that we're not lying (laughs) this is how we actually feel and just just understand us and just be there to support us and know that if something like that happened to anybody around you this is how they would feel therefore you know, be there for them. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I think like just having spoken with some of my guy friends and, and men in my life, like it's so nice when they say like, I don't understand. I'm not going to understand, but I'm just listening and I, and I, I'm, I'm here and I believe you, you know, that's, that's what it is. Yeah. I believe you. That's such a, such a big one. Oh. Um, I think that the statistics now are getting to a point where like it's undeniable. Um Yeah sexual assault affects women statistically more than it affects men can i just say that on that note like it's not just men who are doing the kind of what aboutism it's women too like did you guys see davina mccall's tweet i think it was on <sighs> saturday i'm yes. actually gonna pull it up let me read it out just in case yeah, read you it, guys read it haven't, haven't heard it okay so this was on the 12th of march at 9 a.m she said Female abduction slash murder is extremely rare. Yes, we should all be vigilant when out alone, but this level of fear mongering isn't healthy and men's mental health is an issue as well. Calling all men out as dangerous is bad for our sons, brothers and our partners. Oh my God. What? Why does this always come up? When no one is saying all men, first and foremost. And secondly, why is this the tweet? After a woman gets murdered, why do you sit down and think, this is the tweet I need to share today? This is the tweet. <laughs> this is the tweet. Like, Spot on. What? Really matches the mood. Yeah. What? I actually just can't. Like, I, before, okay. before we say anything on this, look, let's acknowledge the point of the argument she's trying to make that she's made horrendously badly, which is that men's mental health is a huge topic at the moment and actually one that is, you know, is a huge problem. And um, I don't want us to dismiss that because what's happening in her tweet is she's conflating to... Um, largely unrelated things yeah mm-hmm. absolutely Agree. good point um i'm gonna go down a slightly technical route here so internalized misogyny so <laughs> misogyny is prejudice against women and girls or like dislike and hatred of women and girls right if you have internalized misogyny you are a woman who also hates women and girls or has a prejudice against them right so this is like big red flag of internalized misogyny where you're like hey you know this isn't a big deal guys seriously like you know this only happens every now and then chill the fuck out right that has internalized misogyny written all over it then i'm gonna pull up some stats from the femicide census femicide is the intentional killing of women right it has its own it has its own name so yeah two to three women a week are killed by men in the uk Two to three women a week. And this is also not getting any better. It actually gets worse every year. And 61% of those in 2018 were by partners or husbands, people that they lived with, men that they lived with and that they knew and they cared for and 
apparently cared for them, but not enough to, you know, let them survive. Oh, fuck. <sighs> so, yeah. <laughs> Do we have the figures to hand for how many women killed men? Because I, I can't find them anywhere. Um, I found some about about rape, but yeah, it's harder to find. Look, I like I know I know where you're going with this, but I feel like these any anyone that's going to try and make that argument, like it's it's not about you. This is this is a problem that we have in society, and even if there are some men killed by women, like yes, we can have a discussion about that, and that can be a separate problem in itself. But like, listen to us. Listen to two yeah. to three women a week, you know? Also, Davina, the conversation isn't about murder. The conversation is about no. harassment as well. Mm. That's probably, that's arguably the wider conversation that's happened like the past few days. It's about the daily harassment, which does happen, is not extremely rare, is extremely common, happens all the time. Like I said, when I went to the fucking post office, yesterday got curb crawled by a man so mm. it happens all the time so yes she i mean she even went on she's having conversations and i was re unfortunately locked into it and she was saying you know um we shouldn't feel safe walking out by ourselves someone someone tweeted saying i feel terrified walking alone and she put oh that's so sad i'm so sorry like <laughs> maybe if you can afford ubers wherever you go <sighs> and cars maybe the dark isn't that scary to you i don't know but it's just so disappointing it's so disappointing yeah. there have been a number of tweets by people with really big platforms where they have just totally missed the mark like it's we can talk about men's mental health that should be a conversation but right now no and in relation to this absolutely not i also i saw someone had replied to her tweet saying they'd searched mental health even on her twitter profile and found absolutely no tweets related to mental health other than that one <laughs> that's it that's it <laughs> it's just that's classic, it. isn't it? it says it all what an ambassador <laughs> what aboutism that's what it is <laughs> i just yeah i can't it's like that guy the the motivational guy on instagram that like wrote like seven side seven slide carousel basically saying not all men and at the end put but anyway here's some outlines for sexual harassment for women like totally gaslit Ugh. totally gaslit and like what's kind of sad is i read it and i see like people i know that have like liked it and i'm just like oh like i don't know but then maybe that's a sign of how manipulative these people are you know yeah, I'm just going to come in here very quickly with gaslighting is a form of psychological abuse where a person or group <laughs> makes someone question their sanity, perception or rea of reality or memories. Tara's like the paperclip from Microsoft Word just like popping <laughs> up in the corner. Like, Guys, this thing. shit's important, you know, like you won't be able to follow the conversation if you don't know this. So No, it's good, it's good because I didn't know half this shit, you know. Mm -hmm. Gaslighting is better like described to an example, which is if you've been dating someone and then they blow you off and they tell their friends it's because you're just like a bit psycho, you know, a bit mm -hmm. crazy, like super clingy and you mm. weren't, but it makes them feel better to tell you that you were. Yeah, just manipulating you, changing the conversation. Changing exactly. the blame. Exactly. And there's a, lot, there's a lot of this, right? I think one of the uncomfortable elephants in the room regarding everything that's happened over the last week with um, the treatment of women is that there's other problems in the world that have had, you know, less attention on them or, yeah. you know, deserve the same attention or whatever it might be. But the problem is um, this one's really come to light 
for whatever reasons. You know, this is just me thinking out loud, essentially. But the reason that marginalized groups get gaslit the whole time is another abuse of power slash people with privilege who want to hang on to that privilege gaslight people to keep them in their place so they make them think that whatever's happening to them is their fault Mm, so they can't blame anyone and they don't they don't want us speaking out about our experiences you know i had some absolute complete arsehole on my post that i wrote that was like oh you know how men can be nicer to women say Feminism is killing everyone. They lied to you about sexual assault. They lied to you about the Me Too movement. They've lied to you about all this stuff. And I'm like, so you're you're a white dude from Canada um, and you're literally sat on your phone typing furiously at me, a woman, telling me what my experiences are and telling me that all of this is absolute bullshit and that actually everything's my fault. Like, it's feminism's fault, so it's my fault. So actually, I'm actually doing this to myself. Like what? What is the answer for this? Because, as in, as in, in that specific situation, there's we have to acknowledge there's a huge amount of heavy lifting to be done in educating those people because their viewpoint is just so far away from where you know our viewpoints and other people mm-hmm. like us, our viewpoints sit. And I'm not saying one's right and one's wrong, but um, the education piece that has to be done by either side is so big to close that gap. And you know we have to acknowledge that. It, there's so much heavy lifting and that's exhausting. Mm. Being the marginalized groups, I imagine, I mean, I'm a woman and that's one group, but being part of other mm. multiple marginalized groups must be fucking exhausting because somehow it falls down to you, even though you're already yeah. going through enough shit, it falls down to you to be the ones to do that education, which is absurd. Yeah. yeah. And- What's sad really is that there are so many ways that the government and big organizations could help. Like, you know, they could make, they could criminalize all of these things like catcalling and they could actually, you know, lock people up for this stuff and it would stop or it would definitely get better. (laughs) There's so much that they could do or they could spend loads of money on education and have like classes when you're 15, 16, 17 about all of this kind of stuff where, I mean, you know, we don't, We don't learn anything at school. And some of our experiences that we've just discussed now have been at school where this stuff happens and there's not enough, there's not enough information and education at that level. And there's so much that big corporations could do to help, but you know, this, none of us can do anything about that. So what can we do? The, the, the thing that I think is an immediate takeaway from this is speaking up and speaking up something that I've really struggled with over the last years. We've, we've, we've talked about how I'm a reformed pick me girl, um, but being in many situations where sexism was ingrained through my career or otherwise, um, I was pretty immune to like sexist comments, sexist jokes. I'd laugh along with them, thought it made me pretty cool that I wasn't affected by them. And then when I started getting tuned into this stuff and when I started noticing underlying misogyny subconscious most of the time I must say um you can't you can't unsee it and then you have this awkward conversation with yourself where you're like oh fuck fuck I need to, I should I need to say something and the more you get down this path the more you have that awkward conversation it's uncomfortable with yourself you're like I I might I might piss off my boss you know by saying something my boss just said something that was a little bit borderline and I you know, I feel like I need to say something and actually speaking up, you know, 
Um, you need to do it in the right way, but it's probably one of the best tools that we have and calling it out. Um, and the other thing is really as a gender, we can't accept this behavior. We let the rest of our gender down by accepting this behavior and laughing it off and not speaking up. Um, and I think we have a duty to each other to set the standard that makes it uncool, that makes it unattractive, that makes yeah. it unappealing for people to treat us in a certain way with you so a takeaway that I want to discuss really quickly is that also speaking up about this kind of stuff is a journey and I've come through this journey over the last few years of trying to speak up about it and there will be the first little bit where you just get angry and upset and overly Mm. stimulated by these conversations and I just want to say to anyone who's in that stage don't give up because the more you do it the more you will learn about how to do it and it will get easier the more conversations you have. And it's a it's it's a really interesting learning experience as well. Even though it is emotional labor, you know, and you have to make sure that you look after yourself if you're going to embark down this route of of trying to make a difference because it's it's hard. It's really hard. And no one should be having to do this. So make sure that you have a really good support group around you that can help you and that are on the same journey, but it will get easier. And I feel like, you know, I'm still always learning myself, but I am in a much better place where I can have these conversations without getting super angry, which used to be me. And um, also without just like, just being like, like, no, you're wrong. Mm. And trying to form a really decent argument. So keep at it and it will, it will come. Yeah, I know that's fully with you there. And I also think like if the past week has brought up, because I, I think at least for me, it's brought up things that have happened in the past and situations. And I've been like, oh shit, that wasn't okay. That wasn't okay. That was harassment. That was harassment. Yeah. And I think there's been a bit of like collective, like awakening almost mm-hmm. um, where we've been reflecting a lot on like our past experiences. So also like as much as it's important to speak up if now you're just not ready like you don't owe anyone your sexual assault sorry um so if you don't feel like speaking about stuff yet that's so fine um you know as much as it's important that we stand against this if you're not ready to talk about personal things that's so that's so okay um and you know hopefully you'll get to the point where you can one day but there needs to be a certain level of closure and only talking about this stuff now and bringing things to the surface I think people are only just realizing that they have been assaulted um which is kind of the start of getting closure so um yeah don't don't pressure yourself and don't rush things and you don't mm-hmm. have to necessarily talk on a personal personal level about this stuff And I also hope like just listen to this podcast if you're a man like I hope you realize we don't hate men no one is saying that we hate men we love men like we all love men um but it's so important that men listen to our experiences and un- try to understand and if you're a man that has listened to this episode fucking kudos and you know share this in your WhatsApp group with your guys you know start start making it okay and mm. normal for men to be listening to women's experiences and sharing it with each other um so yeah and if you're equally if you have a partner who's kind of struggling to understand and you're dating a man or whatever share it with them this might help them as well so i think we're done are we done lovely we're done so we're done. If whatever platform you're on leave us a review 
leave us a, a little five cheeky five stars and um, subscribe. <laughs> and we'll see you next week. Thank you so much for making it and um, big hugs. <laughs> big hugs. <laughs> bye, guys. <laughs> bye bye. Okay, bye. <laughs> bye.